if I told you to stand still for five hours straight, you mm-hmm. couldn't do it. Yeah. But if you're painting, you can you can stand there at an easel for five straight hours. Yeah. And it's almost like you forget about what's going on in the world around you. You're yeah. so locked in to the what you're doing, the pattern, the color, you know, yeah. you're, you're just so focused on it mm. that everything else is quiet. Mm-hmm. And if you're stressed, if you're anxious, if you're depressed, whatever kind of negative emotion, mm-hmm. it is gone mm-hmm. the whole time that you're doing that hobby. And it, uh, in that way, it really is therapeutic. This is the Hopper Podcast. I'm William. And I'm Dave. Dave is my pastor. William is a hospice chaplain. We've been friends for over 20 years. For that amount of time, we've been having thoughtful, passionate, hospitable conversations about what is good and right and beautiful in the world. Each week, we pull an idea out of the Hopper and talk about it. This is the Hopper Podcast. Yeah, so you mentioned uh, painting um, as something that I've gotten into. Yes, yeah. you've gotten so, into painting. and I've, I have, yeah. yeah. Um, and you said you wanted to talk about that. I uh, I remember art <clears throat> in elementary school, yeah. and even liking it back then, having a, you know an interest in it. Yeah. And I did art projects in, in uh, elementary school, mm-hmm. middle school, and high school. Yeah. But then I, I, I kind of forgot about it, you know, yeah. through college, and mm-hmm. uh, I got more into sports in high school and stuff. But... Then Bob Ross was on television, and I really kind of liked this guy. I was like, oh, oh yeah. you can actually paint he, a picture. I remember that. He was on PBS. Yeah. Yeah, I used to watch him. I used to love it, and, and my friends would make fun of me. Yeah. You know, but I, I learned how to paint. In high I, school? It, well, it was it was really after college. Right? Oh, I see. Right after college that I was kind of watching. I don't know if there were reruns or if you were still on the television, but I started painting a little bit then and didn't like it as much. I, I guess I wasn't as good at it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I quit. And then years and years here, decades later, uh, Bob Ross is on Netflix. Oh, right. Uh-huh. And so a few years back, maybe five years ago, I saw him start watching some more Bob Ross episodes. And I said, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pull out some of that old stuff and see if I can yeah. you know, learn some from my mistakes. And, and so I started painting. And I really enjoyed it. Mm. It's been uh, kind of shocking, uh, kind of unusual. It's, it really is almost like therapy. Yeah. And I read a book from Winston Churchill. He he took up painting in his 40s. Yes. And he he was a pretty good painter. Was it in his 40s? I, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so he wrote a book about it and I read the book and I thought this is exactly right. Hmm. And some of the things he said is, you know, if I told you to stand still for 5 hours straight, you mm-hmm. couldn't do it. Yeah. But if you're painting, you can you can stand there at an easel for five straight hours, yeah, and it's almost like you forget about what's going on in the world around you. You're yeah. so locked in to the what you're doing, the pattern, the color. You know, yeah, you, you're just so focused on it mm. that everything else is quiet. Mm-hmm. And if you're stressed, if you're anxious, if you're depressed, whatever kind of negative emotion, mm-hmm. it is gone mm-hmm. the whole time that you're doing that hobby. And it, uh, in that way, it really is therapeutic. Mm-hmm. Um, and he also talked about being able to take mental breaks. Um, some, a lot of people do this by reading. Mm-hmm. They'll read something that kind of takes them away. Or we, we watch movies, of course, and sure. television and sure. programs that does the same sort of thing. But he mentioned reading in a foreign language mm. is really a mental break. 
So he said every person should be doing something that's very different from their job. Yeah. To just let other parts of their brain function. Yes. And let other parts of their brain take over and and just have some enjoyment mm-hmm. using other facilities. And I I couldn't agree more. It's been just a wonderful way. And, it, it, and whether I, I produce good art or not, that's you know I, I don't know. Uh, some people like it, some people don't. I think it's I'm, I'm probably in you know in the intermediary level. Um, but uh, whether anyone saw it or not, like it, it matters to me. It has value to me. Like you're creating something, right? Right. And and once you've created something, you kind of like it. It's it's never existed before, and there it is. Yeah. And uh, it, yeah, it's something it's something really unique and special, almost bordering on what what God does, right? When He creates in in that creative spark. Yeah, creating yeah. something out of nothing. Yeah. Well, it's not out of nothing, but but you're taking your thoughts and your feelings and you're putting them into the real world. Yeah, here's a scene mm-hmm. as you're doing a landscape or something. It, it it's nowhere in particular. I don't paint from a picture or anything. I yeah. just you just I just follow Bob's guidance. <laughs> you just, yeah, you just go for it. You know, he kept telling me I could do it, and I you and, you, <laughs> <laughs> and you, you believed can, him. You can do this. You really can. And yeah, and, and, you know what you can. Yeah. So, so do you uh, paint? Every time you paint, are you f- watching one of his videos? No, I don't. I don't paint the act, the same scene that he does okay. or follow him. Um, but I, I've learned the techniques. Um, I see. What colors to mix? How to uh, you know how to use the brush? Um, the wet on wet technique. Um, I've also watched other videos on on YouTube and things like that for yeah. other painters and uh, how to paint with acrylic, mm-hmm. the difference in oil and acrylic, and mixing colors. You know the the different um, oil paints that you would think you could mix blue and yellow to make green. Yeah, and you and you can. Okay, but you can make a better more natural looking green if you mix black and yellow oh yeah so it's just you know something that i've learned because there's some blue in the black and i've been lied to (laughs) so just pick up some tips and tricks yeah you know try to implement it in but uh yeah it's something i do off and on oh okay like in bursts you mean yeah exactly kind of feast and famine i haven't done one in a while but you know then i might paint four or five okay and uh, and you know bob paints in half an hour right uh-huh. if, he, if he really took an hour he could he could make something pretty pretty nice yeah um and i've i've tried to paint something to be done mm-hmm. in two hours but that's really hard to do is it okay yeah and sometimes i'll finish something and it'll be uh suitable mm-hmm. at a two hours but if i put another eight hours into it then i'll i'll like it a lot more <laughs> yeah sure yeah, and other times it's frustrating. You just can't you can't get it to the way you want it. Yeah. Um, but either way, it is such a mental break uh-huh. from stress and work and whatever is in your life. Is it because you're concentrating on it so intensely and everything else fades away? Yeah. Yeah, yeah and time almost stands still. You're yeah. just you're focused, you know. And like I, like he said, and I agree, it, you couldn't stand f- for five hours. Sure. But you do when you're painting. Yeah. You can stand there. Yeah, because you're not thinking about anything else. Yeah, I'm. I'm not thinking if my knees are hurting or my back's hurting, or you know, sometimes that happens. But um, you're not. You're not pondering what's uh, going to happen with so and so and the yeah. stress that whatever event has caused. Right. And you and I have both been through some nasty stuff. Yeah, we have. And I, I really treasure that that hobby. Mm. 
Now there are other things I like to do. I like to play disc golf, and mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. they they all have their merits. But there's something about the focus, the mental break, the intensity of staring at that canvas and really trying to make, you know, that something appear. Yeah, yeah. That that is, it's rewarding and it's just different and unique, and uh, and really something pretty special. So. I- I've seen your paintings. I think that they're terrific. I, I well, thanks. Um, I don't know how much my my opinion is is worth worth for you uh, or to anybody, especially about painting, because I know very little about it. Uh, partly because I'm colorblind. Yeah. And so that makes it you know it's difficult. A little more challenge. You yeah. know, when I when I had when I was required to go to art classes like you were talking about when you're young. Yeah. You know, I think that a lot of my art teachers just gave up on me as hopeless because. Because I'm colorblind and like, okay, you know, that is what it is. But in terms of arts, I came more through um, words, through poetry and writing. And uh-huh. and, uh, and now that uh, translates some into like sermon writing and, uh, you know, those kinds right. of things. So what what would you say is something that, that gives you that recharge, that, that moment away from stress, anxiety, even depression? What... What helps you with yeah, that? Yeah, for for those kind of things, it's it's definitely the running. Yeah, a lot of what you said guess. about painting, I can say about running as well. Um, yeah, I, you know when I would when I run a half marathon or something, like I'm on my feet for a long time. Yeah, where just if I would just tr- try and stand that long, it right. would be really painful. Yeah, and not that a half marathon is not painful; it is, but. It's very, I mean, I can do it. That's doable. But there's so much focus. It's interesting that you say time fades away. Because that's, for me, that's definitely true with running as well, even as I am like very, very intent on my watch. Uh-huh. Um, but it's like nothing else. Like there's, like there's me running, and the time is a, is a part of that. You know, I'm trying to time my miles and, you know, how fast right. am I going or slow or whatever. Is it time for me to walk if I'm doing my, you know, there's different methods. Um but like everything else around me is just gone. Yeah. It's gone. Yeah. Uh, because there's so much it takes me it takes so much energy and focus to get my body to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny. I I'll, I'll be painting and inevitably someone will call downstairs, could do it in the basement, mm-hmm. and they'll say, "Hey dad, can you get the pizza out of the oven?" Uh, you know, in 5 minutes. It's <laughs> yeah. a recipe for a burnt pizza. Right. Because I will, I mean, within 30 seconds, I will have forgotten yes. that they've, I'll be back in that, that other world. Yes. And, uh, and the pizza will get, you know, I'll smell it burning. Yes. <laughs> before yes. I remember. Yeah. Um, and so uh, I, I've even learned to try to do it in smaller portions. Mm-hmm. So I'll go down and, and um, paint 15, 20 minutes, and then I'll, I'll walk away. And in, in that 15, 20 minutes, there's something healing and restorative that's happened. Yeah, sure. Um, and no, I didn't get to, to finish it, but you know, I found out that if I do that, I can come up with better paintings because I'm spending mm-hmm. collectively more time yeah. on them. And, and then I think about it, I come back and look at it, something doesn't look right, and you, know, and you tweak it and you fix it. And, um, now, there's know. another mental break uh, technique that I have found for myself um, that is different, but it is a mental break. Um, Catherine actually discovered this when I was in graduate school um, before I met you and when we were first married in our first year of marriage um, I would have a paper to write um, mm-hmm. you know a 20 page paper so a 10 page paper 
and I would study, 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 trying to figure out like how do I how do I write this or whatever, and um, lots of reading, lots of studying, uh, and then I would play a very simple video game. Uh, at the time, it was maybe a Command and Conquer. I don't. You probably don't know what that is. I don't is. know that one. No, no, it's just a strategy. It's a very simple, by yourself, just very repetitive mm-hmm. um, kind of uh, game. You build up this army, and then you go and attack the other base and destroy them. And but I would play it over and over and over again. You know, many times. It's almost mindless. I would play, and and through the years, I've had mindless. But anyway, I would play Command and Conquer or something like that. And she was, she was a new wife. Um, we're newly married. And she would say, you know, wait a second. If you're going to play video games, don't do that. Come and spend time with me. But she observed me, and uh, she pointed out to me that I would, I would study, 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 play maybe 30 minutes or an hour of this video game, and then I would sit down and type out a 20-page paper with no edits, turn it in, and get an A. And I'm not thinking at all about the paper while I'm playing the game, my mind is almost blank. I, I mean, it's it's on the game or something. But and I have and I don't know anyone else who does that. I don't know anyone else who can do that. Um, but I have found that I've so I've like just little counting games, little um, idle games or incremental games that sometimes they're called that I love to play. That and that's it's not so much for emotional regulation. It doesn't really work for that. Hmm. But when I've got a difficult mental thing like I'm trying to sort out how what do I think about some particular issue or topic mm-hmm. or how do I put you know sometimes it's a creative thing how do I it's like a like writing a sermon or trying to put together yeah. an, an illustration or a story or a how do I explain what's going on or how do I move forward with some uh you, you take know, a mental break and it take a mental yeah. break do this other thing don't even think about the other just let, yeah. let my mind absorb into this and then I walk away and okay and I've got it yeah, a lot of people say that about sleeping. That's why they say yes. sleep on it, right? Yes. And that you'll wake up and you'll have a, a, a different sleep view. Sleep does that for me as well. Yeah. But these games do that as well. Yeah. If it's for sure, if there's if I find any game where there's I have to interact with anybody else, I don't like the game and it doesn't work. Hmm. And it has to be a very simple game. Right. Very, very simple. Yeah. Interesting. But running... Is does that as well as the emotional? Like if I'm angry about something, if I'm hurt, if I'm uh, just like worked up. You know, I'm a pretty emotional person in lots of ways, uh, and um, that can really yeah. get me back in a good place. Yeah. Plus the the physical exercise. I mean, I, I yeah. experienced that too with, with prayer walks and with sure. even disc golf and and just working out. There's something uh, chemical that's changing as well. Sure. Um, and, you know, your, your thoughts affect your chemicals, and your chemicals affect your thoughts. Absolutely. And um, we're whole people. Yes. And so it, when you think about um, feeling better, therapy, mm-hmm. or, or mm-hmm. Um, getting the break that you need, or having a relief from stress, um, a hobby is a great thing. Exercise is a great thing. Of and sleep yeah. is a great thing. Yeah. I have often counseled people that those who work with their minds should um, have a hobby of recreate using with their, their bodies. body. Yeah. Yeah. And those who work with their bodies should recreate with their minds. Mm-hmm.
Tell me, Willie, what did you like to do when you were a kid? Some of your hobbies. Yeah, when I was, well, I, um, I liked to play with G.I. Joes when I was real little. Uh-huh. Um, did you ever have G.I. Joes? I had G.I. Joe. Before that was Star Wars for me. I, I, okay. I loved Star Wars figures, and then I moved mm-hmm. to G.I. Joe. And I don't think we ever had Star Wars, me and my brother, but we definitely had the G.I. Joes, yeah. We did some with the um, uh, uh, Transformers. Yep, I had a few of those. Had a few Transformers. Those were yeah, fun. And then I had a few He He Man. He yeah. Man. I wasn't allowed uh, to have He Man. He didn't uh, have enough clothes. <laughs> he had like a loincloth or something. And oh yeah. I, I don't. I don't know if that was the reason, but man, we, yeah, we weren't allowed to play with He Man. But I knew what that was for sure. Yeah. yeah, I would have Castle Grayskull. I was getting a little bit old for that stuff at that point. But yeah, we, we still played with it some. But Star Wars, when I was little, I, I had the Millennium Falcon. I had the Death yeah. Star. I was yeah, into yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I remember when I was. I think in elementary school that my dad got the original Atari. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, I remember that. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, and so with with combat. Uh-huh. Combat and, and Space uh, Invaders. Space Pac-Man. Yeah. The the Chensi Pac-Man. Uh-huh. And, you know, and just before that Pong came out. Yes, we so Pong was yeah. we had Pong with that. Yeah. Oh, uh, so so before Pong there was nothing for us, right? I oh mean, yeah. Yeah, so my uncle got Pong and I thought it was amazing. Yeah. yeah. Cuz you could control something on the TV. It you know, was nuts. this little bar going up and down a little dot bouncing back and forth. Right. You can play a game on the television set. Oh man. Yeah. Yeah, that was amazing. And yeah, um, we got Adventure, and we got... I remember uh, Pitfall was my game uh-huh. on the Atari. Did you ever play Pitfall? I didn't have it on Atari. Uh, I had a friend who had it on ColecoVision. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We had Kaboom uh-huh. on Atari. I heard of that one, but yeah. I never played it. Yeah. So... And then later, um, I got uh, a Nintendo. Um, yeah, I never got one. We got a Commodore 64. Oh, I see. Yeah. With the floppy drive. The floppy... Yeah, that that's right. some cool games. Yeah. That had some good games, yeah. Yeah, but Nintendo really made its its mark. People really loved Nintendo and Absolutely. Mario, Mario Brothers. Mario and Zelda, mm-hmm. and I played all those kind of games. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. The er, the early Nintendo games, and then after that, I didn't follow video games a whole lot. Yeah, well, at least not the you know those console games. Yeah, I liked going to arcades in high school. Okay, because uh-huh. we didn't have real yeah. nice games at oh, the yeah. house. I mean, you know, as nice as the the sixty four was, sure, <laughs> it was still just a Commodore, right? And the arcade, we would go and, and everything was a quarter, and it was something to do. You know, you'd walk around the mall with your jean jacket on, your buttons on your jean jacket. <laughs> yeah. Try to be cool. Oh, the buttons. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. In middle school and high school, that was a fad, right? That's you, right. Everyone had a mullet. Yeah. You, you had a mullet, uh, and you uh, had a members around. only jacket. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Members yeah. only. Uh-huh. I had some parachute pants. There you go. Yeah, I tried breakdancing a little yeah. bit. I was, uh-huh. I was, well, yeah, I was, I was breakdancing before, like right. middle school, and then uh-huh. MC Hammer was more high school. And I could do his little, his little, uh, I don't know what you call it, the MC Hammer dance, the, the slide, thing. yeah, go yeah. back and forth. Yeah, I could actually do that. Okay, but yeah, I couldn't do a lot of the break dancing though. Sure, um, but I sure wished I could. Uh huh. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. The worm and the so I could, yeah, I could do the worm. Okay, now, but okay. like the helicopter. Yeah, I only knew one kid oh, in our yeah. school who could do the helicopter. Yeah, that was crazy, yeah. and I was in awe. Uh huh. Yeah, shout out to Dennis, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> way to go, Dennis. Yeah. Wherever you are, call in and, and show us a video of you doing the helicopter today. Yeah. <laughs> Dennis, if you're still doing the helicopter, you're the man. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Yeah. 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 So I, um, in high school, I did, I was playing Nintendo and then also I did a lot of activities. I was in the band. I was in soccer and 
did different uh, I was in plays and you know yeah. a lot of those kinds of things right. I really en- enjoyed getting involved in school yeah what do you do now activities um you mean for fun yeah like a hobby a hobby uh, um m- the main thing that I'm really into I think is well two things I guess one is running we've talked some about yeah, that uh-huh. I do run and I like that a lot it's a, a time to get away and that sort of thing and then on this podcast, I'm enjoying like editing yeah. audio and putting this podcast together. Yeah, this um, has been fun. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah, it's a good hobby. Thanks for listening to The Hopper Podcast. What did we miss? What did we get wrong? Email us at thehopperpodcast at gmail.com. And if you want to tell Willie about how his voice sounds like Bertha's belly rumble, yeah, you can email me at idontthinkso at com. Join us next week for the Hopper Podcast when we'll talk about feeding children fancy feast and telling them it's <laughs> I, I are you serious? Well, if you got a better idea for the Hopper topic, record a short voice memo on your phone and send it to the Hopper Podcast at gmail.com. And you might hear your voice on a future episode. Do you know anyone else who would enjoy the Hopper Podcast? Tell them about it. And give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcasting app. That helps others find the Hopper Podcast. The Hopper Podcast is produced with the help of the BBC, the Bull Butter Corn Dogs.